going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Thursday afternoon. Hope you're having a good day. Yes, it is much fresher than we've become accustomed to in October, uh, but we do have improvements on the way. We'll get more details uh, later on this afternoon with Jordan Witzel. I want to talk about this, and uh, the situation that has happened at Safety City is just going to be my launch point when it comes to vandalism in our city. I want to hear from you, 403-974-8255. If you think vandalism is an issue in Calgary, or do you think that relatively, when we look at our city, it's uh, clear of a lot of vandalism? I know my next guest would not agree with that, Joyce Garden, Director of Safety City. She joins us today. Hello, Joyce. Hi, how are you? I'm well, and I'm very familiar with Safety City because it's been around Calgary for a long time. But some people aren't. What is Safety City? Safety City is a location that's owned and operated by the Calgary Safety Council. And what we do is we provide uh, safety training for kindergarten now and grade one students. And it's a field trip that comes through the teachers through the school boards. And the idea of the field trip is what do the kids do? The kids, it's a 90-minute program, and the kids first start out in the classroom, and they learn um, about pedestrian safety, traffic lights crossing the street. They get a video, and then they go outside on our lots, and they practice as pedestrians and um, drivers on our trikes. Yeah, drivers on their trikes. Is it predominantly for kindergarten, or would you be running other people through this training program? No, just uh, kindergarten and grade one kids. Because you know my listeners are saying there's a lot of adult pedestrians who could use some training. (laughs) (laughs) There probably is. (laughs) And then make sure they don't have their phones in their hands. Joyce, this is a big piece of property, isn't it? It's fairly big. We have two um, totally equipped, um, like it's set up like a mini city, Mm -hmm. uh, complete with traffic lights. And we have a train track and train signals and um, crosswalks and uh, all the signage that goes with being on our regular street. Yeah, it's just safer, and that's why it's called Safety City. That's well, right. Safety City, though, it's been around for over 30 years. What have you seen, though, in the last number of months when it comes to vandalism at Safety City? Um, we've had an awful lot of vandalism, um, and I think they're coming over the fence. I'm just not sure. Um, we've had about five years ago, we had the like I've got um historic buildings, many buildings on site, mm-hmm. and we had um, the church totally burnt down, and we had to reconstruct it again. Uh, we ha- now in this re- recent um, episodes, we had to repair the not only the church but the cross house, and the worst damage now has been to the Haltane School. So, and this and- was just this was just a few days ago. Yes, do you, it was. Do you know exactly when? Because I, I think uh, you had some people there on Sunday and everything was okay. Yeah, we were there. I was there on Sunday. Right. And there was nothing then. Yeah. It was between Sunday and Tuesday. that, And uh, on Tuesday, uh, we've had the city of Calgary out. A gentleman has been out replacing um, traffic signs and incorporating street signs on the, proper, on the lots. And he called me right away as soon as he got there and saw the damage. What What's the damage? What are we talking about, Joyce? 
Um, on Haltane School, every window has been broken. Um, the front facade of the building has been gouged. It, it's just heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. But this just happened, uh, but it was a few, was it a few weeks ago or a few months ago that you had similar, uh, what happened with the picnic tables? I'm just trying to remember. Oh, the picnic, t- well, it's hard to take and put everything in a chronological order. Yeah, but because it's been so much. Okay. Yeah, the picnic tables, we we used to have them uh, for the kids, to be, if they had time to go out and, and have, have their snacks outside mm-hmm. on the picnic tables, but they all got smashed. So uh, there wasn't, we haven't been able to replace them. Joyce, right away I'm saying, what's your security system like? You've got the fence, but do you have cameras? Do you have security guards around there? No, we we have had nothing because um, we are a nonprofit charity and all of that kind of costs quite a bit of yeah. money. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very isolated. So uh, at least I feel that it's isolated. Uh, the dog walkers around the park are there during daylight hours, but there's no one there at nighttime. And even though we have an extra um, kind of like a floodlight yeah. just outside the gate, um, obviously that doesn't deter anything. Yeah. Well, that's so frustrating. So in all these incidents, you've never had any arrests made? No, none. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, you know what? I I know it's heartbreaking for you um as far as the the damage that has been done most recently does this now require volunteers to go in and replace the windows what do you do in this case well um we will get someone to come out i've already had inquiries about people that are willing to help us Mm. so um whatever help we can get would be is going to be really appreciated but it's going to take some time and labor Mm mm-hmm and money to be able to, um, you know, repair the damages. We just had, in fact, we just had the church and the cross house repaired and the grain elevator totally restored. And now two out of the three have been damaged again. And, and only because I, I've been there, these you're just talking about miniature grain elevator. This is because this is a little city where kids feel like it's their little town that they can practice crossing the street safely and all those things, right? Yeah, and actually it was my, it's always been my dream to have one of the lots as historic Calgary and the other lot as modern Calgary. Mm-hmm. And so what I eventually wanted to do was to create a coloring book that would be for that particular age group that would give them a history of Calgary. Mm. I know it's a not-for-profit. Would you consider saying what's it going to cost us to have some kind of security system? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't I haven't priced out anything yet. Um, that's something that we've been really discussing because we've had uh, damage to both of our sheds. We, you know, in addition to the mini buildings. So... It just seems that they can do whatever they want to do at with impunity. Yeah, and while you say it's isolated, as in the location is isolated, yeah. unfortunately the incidents aren't isolated if you're no. starting to add these all up. Uh, Joyce, very frustrating. Uh, I'll throw it out to my listeners. I, I know even when you uh, the picnic tables were damaged, were you looking for picnic tables to be able to replace those? Did you ever have any luck? No, we didn't. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll throw it out to our listeners. If anyone can help in any way, Joyce, what's the best way to reach you? 
Um, just through my, either through the Calgary Safety Council or my home number. Good. Let's go with the Calgary Safety Council. Okay. So Calgary Safety Council, if you can help out Joyce in any way as far as repairs, replacing picnic tables, maybe you're a security company and you could give them a really good rate because I know where it is and it's in an area where if there's anyone who wants to cause some trouble, they probably could do it fairly easily at yeah. nighttime. So Joyce, uh, it is heartbreaking to hear that, but I'm glad you shared the story and we'll share it with our listeners. Thank you so much. Okay. Joyce Garden, she's the director of uh, Safety City Program. And if you've had kids in the school system, they've probably, as she says, kindergarten, grade one, they've probably gone on their little field trip to Safety City where they get to learn how to cross the street and everything else. So that is very disappointing. Um, Calgary Safety Council. That's the name of the organization that runs Safety City. If you can help out with the Calgary Safety Council in any way, reach out to them. I want to take a break here, though. 403-974-8255. When it comes to vandalism in our city, do you think we have it under control? Are there some areas that you think, wow, the, whether it be the graffiti or broken windows, uh, the city has to do more? I want to hear from you. 403-974-8255. That's the number to call and text. We are talking about vandalism in Calgary after this. You're listening to All Things Local. It's Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770. Call in with your questions and comments. 403-974-8255. Calgary Today is brought to you by Plumbing Paramedics. Getting some great texts when it comes to vandalism in our city. And now it is important and I think it was in New York called The Broken Window, where they really started to clean up New York City. And it was this whole idea of the broken window policy. Make sure every broken window you see, you report it, that it's repaired. Because where thieves or crime sees that no one cares about a community, then they move in. So that's that whole idea. So I know making sure you report graffiti, call 311. Um, city police also say make sure you go online and report van- vandalism or graffiti because those two things can be sort of similar there but definitely um, Calgary City Police say that there are there are heavy fines of course it's always catching them that's the problem uh, I hope I'm not sure if Joyce is still listening but uh, I love this text there are warehouses that do a barter situation whereby a person lives and sleeps in their personal motorhome at night for free and can call in any problems that should occur. I see these ads on Kijiji. I'm amazed that actually is becoming a thing. And I know of someone who sleeps in his, you know, he's in construction and he's got a trailer that has all his tools, but it's insulated. So he sleeps in some yard and the yard says we appreciate it because it's dark and we know that vandals like to target these areas and thieves. So I thought that was a cool one. Uh, Yeah. Someone else says, Angie, it sounds like repeat vandals. Just catch them. Oh, isn't that the that's the easiest part. Just catch them. It's the most hard part, of course. Hey, Tracy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What are your thoughts when it comes to vandalism in our city? Well, you know what? Initially, when I was listening, thinking it's kids, it's kids, it's kids. (laughs) And, you know, I feel like a lot of times it is kids that do that. But I feel like we need to go back to looking at the parents. Mm. You know, I heard you guys talking a few weeks ago about parents being responsible for what their kids are doing and so parents are being I can't remember where it was but it was a a theory of 
kind of making the parents responsible. And I kind of like that. Like, if I found out my kids did something like that, boy, oh, boy, you know. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's always the parent that says their kids would never do something like that. I know that kids are capable. Any kid is capable. I don't care how good of a parent you are. Yes. But the bottom line is you're responsible for your kid's actions. It's just like a dog. If your dog bites somebody, they go straight to the top of the leash, and you're responsible for that dog. So <laughs> I like that I analogy, Tracy. Uh, but you're right. And I, and I know, I'm trying to think, I know there was a place, I'm looking quickly, here's LaRange, Saskatchewan, that was talking about fining the parents. They were dealing with a huge issue. First of all, they in, uh, institute a curfew, and then they said, we're going to start fining the parents. You know, give them a warning that their kids have broken curfew because there was so much vandalism in that community. But Tracy, uh, I mean, I think you raise an important point. And I would agree. A lot of times you think your kid is perfect, but your kid mixes with other kids. And you know the pack mentality? Sort of reason goes out the window when you're with your buddies. Uh, but I like that. Tracy, thanks for the call. 403-974-8255. Yeah. It's kids. It's kids. Well, and sometimes it is kids just out there saying, isn't this going to be fun? Let's climb the fence. But it just always drives me crazy that someone would think smashing windows in what obviously is just a little miniature school. It's a replica of Haltane School, one of our older schools, and that they would actually think that they get their kicks from that. Okay, here. And then someone says, hey, don't assume vandalism is only kids. I recall a few years ago when a man in his 40s and his girlfriend were smashing bus shelters. Oh, don't get me started on bus shelters. How many interviews I've done with counselors in the past saying, I know there's better bus shelters out there. Maybe they're a little more expensive, but it's a budget line item where they know that we're going to have so many smashed bus shelters and they're going to have to be replaced <sighs> again whoa what uh, maybe i've got to think of my youth um nope still don't remember ever wanting to vandalize someone's property all right i did raid a few gardens if i'm in a safe place here i can share that i raided a few gardens but usually it was the gardens where there was just potatoes it was like what potatoes that's what i get oh, let's go back to the phones hey george Hey, uh, I just wanted to add something, a different perspective on the parents' responsibility thing. Go for it. Um, I had five children. Uh, four of them, you know, did just what you did, raid gardens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of them did continuously throughout, from the time she's 14, right on through, did. You couldn't stop it. Wow. And here's what happens if you make the parents responsible financially. So we have a large family. We're struggling to keep things going. Uh, she's using up all the energy in the room. Yeah. And it come to a point where the only choice I would have had for the other kids is to actually turn that child over to the social services or something. Yeah, like disowner. And I mean, that's just beyond the pale of thought. Oh, of course not. George, what happened? I mean, where's your daughter now? Well, she's still in trouble, and she's 41. Wow. And And uh, I wonder if even if, and I agree, obviously, if this is a repeat offender, there's something bigger here. And I I don't know what steps you took with your daughter. Did she see counseling? Did the family see counseling with her? Because it sounds like there was a bigger issue here with her, and still is. There is is a bigger issue, and I still can't define it. Yeah. Everything on the planet, from child services to counseling to you know, contracts to the whole nine yards. 
and I was up at nights, lots of times, two o'clock in the morning, going to find her, oh. pick up, stuff like that. And there's just some things that parents can't manage. You're right. We, we can do all we can, but ultimately it comes down to their decisions too, especially when they become teenagers and adults. George, thanks for sharing your story. What a heartbreaking story. I would hope that if any community went that route of finding the parents, if it happened a couple of times, I would hope, I know we're talking about the justice system here, that they would say, all right, this isn't this isn't the parents' issue. We've got to talk about, look at the, the child more. George, thanks for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Yeah, just another perspective. Hey, I know love extreme. it. Love it. I love it when people bring in different perspectives. Sometimes I agree. Sometimes I don't. I want to take a break for news. I've got more phone calls coming in. I've got a lot of texts as well. And I want to make sure that we have a chance for everyone to share their thoughts when it comes to vandalism, graffiti, how we take care of our communities. 403-974-8255. We'll get back to your comments after the news. We are talking about vandalism in our city. Is it a problem in your neighborhood? What steps should we be doing to make sure that we nip it in the bud, so to speak? And I know 311, if you see any graffiti or any vandalism, make sure you contact them. They've also got the 311 app where you can actually take a picture and then they'll be able to what is it, geolocate or something like that? I'll, I got a text here, so I want to make sure I add this. Um, hi, Ange. I'm sorry I missed how to contact the guest you had on earlier from Safety City. I own a security consulting firm in Calgary after my career with Calgary Police. Would be happy to offer a few options for her. If you could connect the dots as well, I would. All right. I am going to reply to that texter, but just to be clear, it is calgarysafetycouncil.com. Calgary Safety council.com they have a contact an email that you can reach out to them but i will also in case that texter has tuned out in that brief moment how do you tune out for any moments hello william hi how are you i'm doing well what are your thoughts when it comes to vandalism in our city well uh, i got lights in the back of my uh, behind my house because my garage the alleyway is totally invisible to me Mm. from the house so there's no way i could I could ever catch anybody. Right. Uh, I put up signs, not discour- trying to discourage vandalism or graffiti, um, or what the artist calls it art. I think they call it art. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Because, um, but I mean, I don't think you can stop it unless you know you have video yeah. camera. You know, in the back where there's a sign that says you are being monitored by video camera. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, but I, I'm sure there's there's ways. One thing I did see as I'm a long haul trucker. And I was just going down the highway, and there was a train next to me going down the highway. And every tanker car I saw oh, yeah. was spotless. What? No graffiti. <laughs> Sorry, William, I swore you were going down that track that, yeah, you because I, was I going see... going down the track of the graffiti, but <laughs> exactly. it, was all the, it was all the other cars. The, the box cars with the, even the ones carrying the cars, <laughs> which are actually vented. Yeah. So if you're spraying paint on the side of those those rail cars it's going right through and onto the vehicles inside yeah so but i was i thought it was weird because why would the tanker cars not have graffiti on them and i'm thinking it's because the tanker cars are are, are covered a little bit more with a little bit more scrutiny mm. and i mean i think cameras you know keeping an eye on your property uh, my neighbor's got graffiti on his uh, property and i have nothing on mine yeah and I, I got yeah. a big, big you know i got a big garage i got a big fence 
well lit, you're right, and any officer will tell you the same thing. Make sure it's well lit, and if you can, put some kind of a, a video security camera. I also wonder, and I, I'm glad this show always tweaks my memory for other things, but when you talked about the rail cars, and you know what we've seen with Canada Post when they have painted all the mailboxes? Because when it comes to, I think, maybe the code of vandals or the code of graffiti artists is they're not going to go over someone else's work. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's a lot of rail cars. But still, if you actually had a, because to them, that's just kind of a blank canvas. But if you had rail cars that were, maybe it would really also have a... Yeah, it caught my attention right oh, away. I looked at it. I, look at this. Oh, and here I am thinking out loud, but here's the thing, William. You know we talk about public art in Calgary and how it's so embarrassing that we don't use local artists. CP yeah. and CN should get a whole bunch of Canadian artists. And because you, when you're sitting waiting at a train and it's 500 cars long, I joke, but wouldn't that be kind of cool if you're watching cool. all these different big, beautiful paintings I from local them. artists and no one's going to do to graffiti? I have seen some absolutely amazing, uh, and I don't even call it graffiti or vandalism anymore. It's more, it's art. Yeah. It really is. And, you know what? Uh, I think I just, we're onto something, William. I yeah, think we're I just onto wanted something. to say, uh, <laughs> you have a great show. I listen to it as much as I can. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I never did manage to get that out. I always talk to Pat, and Pat's a really great guy. So he always throws little lines my way. Is this Pat? He goes, no, and I was wallet. He got me crazy. Yeah, Pat's, me up Pat's got the oldest dad jokes out there. Uh, William, oh. thanks a lot. Thanks so much. I like that idea, especially when it comes to vandals on rail cars. What if CN and CP had some of these graffiti artists or artists, and we could actually see some really incredible pieces of artwork? It's 3.37. We are talking about vandalism in our city. Lots of times that vandalism comes in the form of graffiti. Sometimes it's broken windows. Sometimes it is just... Well, it's vandalism, right? And when you destroy things, especially what they're dealing with at Safety City, which is operated under the Calgary Safety Council. So if you can help them out in any way, their website, as I said, calgarysafetycouncil.com. One person says, one of my favorite things, Ange, is to look at the art on the train cars as they pass by. And I would assume that is the graffiti art. 403-974. Hello, Hassan. Hi, hello, Isla. I think I just, I didn't give the whole phone number. I think I just stopped, 403-974, and then made people guess the rest. Uh, but Hassan, you figured it out, and you called. What are your thoughts? Yes. Uh, Angela, my thinking and my question is about the uh, responsibility of parents towards children. When yeah. you uh, say in the last couple of calls, they say charge the, uh, the parents. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel, I mean, I'm, my kids are growing up a little bit now, and they're all teenagers, but, and they, first of all, we, we teach the children from the beginning, from the start, is that, I mean, this this is a subject that really can take not just one show, many shows, mm-hmm. but, but teach them that something is not yours, it's not your property, you don't touch it, you don't go near it, it's not yours. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And to and to charge the parents, I think the whole system is wrong because we uh, we make the, the parents do not bring the children the way they are because we charge them for child abuse, you charge them for this, you charge them for that, and then and then you, you if if, it, if a parents want to to spank or to teach his child the the right way, or somebody sees him or something happens, they come and take the child. And then, no, you're responsible for him when he's 14 or 13 for what he does wrong. Well, you did not let me teach him how to respect other people's property. Yeah. How do you charge me for what he does? 
Hassan, you got a good point there. And I think also part of that conversation is ultimately respect. And I think respect is a small word with huge ramifications. Because if you teach your child to respect their bodies, to respect other people's property, to respect their own property, you wouldn't have a child just damaging someone's property that's not theirs. I, I ultimately, I, I completely agree with that. Someone else is saying um, parents should go to the parenting seminar that Gord was talking about earlier today, and that is Dr. Leonard Sachs. He is doing a seminar today and tomorrow at Clearwater Academy. Not sure if you're still able to sign up, but Thursday's presentation focusing on the collapse of parenting. It'll go from 7 till 9 at the Athlone Hall Auditorium. This is at the Clearwater Academy. And then Friday's presentation will focus on girls on the edge and boys adrift. We'll also run from 7 till 9. So that is... Clearwater Academy, Dr. Leonard Sachs. If you can't make it this time or you want to tell someone about it, just at least make note of his name, Dr. Leonard Sachs. He's a well-known author and psychologist. 403-974-8255. So many good tips coming in, too. If uh, Calgary Safety Council or Safety City is still listening, um, they now have a motion light camera. So when the light comes from motion, it also starts recording. And you just wire it up as simply as you would any other light. So we don't have to think of these really expensive security systems. And especially... When we're talking about Safety City, if you're familiar with where it is, North Glenmore Park, I can understand how at nighttime it's a beacon for vandals. Not in a good way as far as being bright and keep away from us. Hi, Gary. Hello, Angela. How are you today? I'm doing well. What are your thoughts when we're talking about vandalism? Well, this always makes me think back to a few years ago when that uh, well-to-do American kid was over there in Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, I'm not sure it was. Mm-hmm. Facing the traffic signs, stealing traffic signs. Uh, his father uh, was much against him getting the cane. Oh, that's but I think uh, pain is a great deterrent in life, going back to a little bit of experience when I was a kid, of course. But... The problem with this being is you've got too many bleeding hearts who think this is cruel. It is not cruel. You are saving a kid's life. Right? <laughs> okay, Gary, Gary, okay, I, I'm just, uh, so you say we should cane anyone, especially if they're young, so that they learn a lesson. Well, the caning's probably, but there should be some type of corporal punishment. I remember working downtown years ago and taking the LRT by the old... Uh, uh, courthouse where they did the juvenile crimes and kids getting on the bus and laughing because they broke into something, did this, and nothing happens to them. Yeah, and I completely agree, Gary. Something has to happen to them. I wouldn't go so far as corporal punishment because then I think we as a society just teach kids, here, we use violence to solve matters. But I completely agree with that kid is going to do 400 community hours. I, I'm just throwing it. That kid is going to go to Safety City and actually replace all of those windows. Or that kid has to raise the money somehow to be able to afford to replace those windows. So I completely yeah. agree. There's got to be there's got to be a harsher punishment. I just can't go so far as the the corporal punishment. Oh, Angela, I think you're incorrect. I think and you only do it once, and the kid doesn't repeat. They don't repeat. I know a, a grown adult who ripped people off for a million and a half bucks. He got sentenced to one month in jail, and his one month in jail was go to Spy Hill, 5 o'clock Friday, mow lawn Saturday, mow lawn Sunday, out. 
five o'clock mm. Sunday oh, night. Yeah. Gary, there, there's, there's so many. There's a long list of examples where our justice system has failed. But well, I, I still, I can't. But Gary, you've thrown it out there. And, and maybe everyone's going to say, Ange, Gary's got a great point. We've got to do more corporal punishment. These kids, they've got to learn a lesson. But I was raised under the threat of a strap. And fortunately, um, I think my father used it on us one time on the bed, right? Fortunately, I never, ever had it on my body. But I can't imagine living in a household or a society where that's how we solve things. I'm going to teach you, and I'm going to teach you till you're black and blue. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Is this another Gary or the same Gary? No, this is another Gary. <laughs> it's a very common name. Hello, Gary. <laughs> Gary, too. How are you? I'm doing well. What are your thoughts on vandalism? Okay. Like, uh, I was listening to Gary... One. Past. Yes, <laughs> Gary <yes>. Past. <laughs> and you can't cane these kids. You know, they just want to be known. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like they, they, they're... they're Okay, uh, like, as for the destruction on, like, say, uh, bus stops and stuff like that, yeah. no, no, that that's a bad, bad thing. But right? should they still be caned? I think they should be punished no, in some way, no, but I don't no, want to go that no. far. Give them community service yeah. or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Yeah. You know, but like I'm, I'm an ex railroader, and you know, um, you know, I used to actually paint these cars. Oh, right, Re- re- repaint these cars. Oh, repaint, what, okay, repaint. Repaint, repaint these cars, whatever. But the thing is that, you know, okay, they they they're putting their names on there. They got different logos, different type of uh, script. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, they they just want to kind of make themselves known across the country. Like, like these trains go across the country. Well, and that's why, and Gary, I think that you're thing. right. I think that's so cool. Instead of, and Gary, I don't want to uh, take away yeah. a job from someone who has to paint over this stuff, but I wonder if railways would say, you know what, we're we're actually going to give you a nominal fee here because it's going to save us from having to paint over it. And uh-huh. you've got to do a lovely piece of graffiti work for us. But at least sure. then, and then they can be legitimate artists as opposed to... I would be to, cool with that. Yeah, I like think that's cool. Myself, personally. That's cool, Gary. You know, because it's like they're, they're just lashing out. They, they want to be seen. Well, and I think any, know, child, any child who is acting out, whether it be through vandalism or... Or graffiti there it's a need for some attention and you know, so if it's if it's molded the right way i think it could be something good yeah like like the thing is that you know like uh like okay like like these the, the parents you can't can't drop it on the parents whatever like the parents okay if you were to get a dog let's say from a rescue a- agency mm-hmm. right you have to actually be pre-qualified mm-hmm. in order to go and get that done yeah so, uh, but Wait. parents don't need to get pre-qualified in order to have a baby. I know. Right? There's some pretty crappy parents out there. <laughs> there are some crappy parents. And I, and, the I language, think, I, I, and I and I you're right. And that's why some people say, well, then that's why we should be punishing the parents, not the kids. Yeah, Gary, kids, I got a full phone board and a whole bunch of yeah, texts. Okay, so thanks so okay, much. You take kids care. kids want to be kids. Yeah, kids right? want to be kids. Kids want to be noticed. Kids want attention. Kids want love. Wait a second, I feel like I'm a parenting expert, and I'm not. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing, Angela? I'm doing well. What are your thoughts? I was, I was a kid. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be known. I played sports, and I did good stuff. Yeah. I didn't go around graffitiing guys' businesses over and over yeah. and over. And I agree with the other caller. The lowest crime rate in the world is in Singapore for a reason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, box. so Chris. Just walk, just okay, hold go. on a second. Yeah. Walk down... 
12th Avenue where my office used to be and walk down there in the morning on a Monday morning and see the 10,000 cigarette butts just thrown on the street. Yeah. Not in Singapore. First offense, $5,000. Second offense, $10,000 in jail. And you know how many cigarette butts there are? None. You know how much graffiti there is? None. Yeah. They do do public caning. They don't cane every 12-year-old and 15-year-old. They catch these guys that are doing it. And that guy talking about the trains, half that stuff is gang graffiti. It's not just little Johnny is out on a Friday night having fun. It's gang graffiti. Mm-hmm. And if we are living in a society that's so soft that these kids can do whatever they want, I tell you what, if I did that stuff when I was a kid, I didn't have to worry about a caning. My mom would have hit me with their flip-flops. These kids have no responsibilities. There's no repercussions for them. Not all of them. Right. Most of these kids are good kids. Yeah. But these guys, most of them aren't. Yeah. They're gang members tagging these things. Ask the guys downtown how many times they have to go and repaint their building. They don't want their clients coming in and having this gang stuff and all this graffiti all over. And then the guy paints it, and the next week it's back up again because there's no repercussions. But you do a public caning, you show it on TV. But you I still have to catch you. the person, right? You still have to catch the person. Like, in order to have a public caning or whatever type of punishment you're talking about, you still have to catch the person. And that's, I'm saying, is the bigger issue here. Yeah, well, because we don't... We, but that's got nothing to do with being soft. So, but still, in order to catch the person, that means then we have to have 300% more police officers. Like, I Chris, think- I understand. I completely agree with you. I am not condoning graffiti, and I do not like to see graffiti on trains. That's why I was even suggesting maybe the CN and CP could say, hey, we want legitimate art on our trains, and you can submit, and you can be a legitimate artist, and then when you actually paint the train, you know, supposedly, graffiti artists don't paint on someone else's work. That's the the unspoken law. But I, I completely agree. When it comes to these buildings, if you can and get the kids great but in a lot of cases you don't get these people like you can't no, even, we can't even we can't even charge them we can't find them as right. in locate them but chris right. understand understand your passion always do chris is always very passionate when he calls in uh let's go back to the phones hey robert hey andrew let's everybody stop running around with our hair on fire for god's sakes um say you and i Angela, started a business it gets so big we need rail cars to move our product back and forth across the international borders yeah. and, and across North America, right? You know, what, you know what rail cars are made of? Steel. Steel rusts, especially in the climate that we have. I know a guy that tags trains. I'm never going to turn him in. He's, got, he's a great artist. But if I actually owned a company that I actually had to, and I owned a, a few rail cars, you and I own a few rail cars, mm-hmm. the guy that I know and Everybody that takes a real car buys tram-clad paint. That stuff is not cheap because they spray it because it's rust-proof. Yeah. It actually helps the exterior of our cars, Angela, that are going up and down with our product. I'd actually suggest to you during a board meeting, hey, Angela, why don't we sponsor, just pay it, like as you said, a nominal fee yeah. for these guys to express their art. They get to tag it with their name, but we sponsor them. And in the process, we win because they're tagging our trains with a rust-proof yeah. paint. See, Robert, our, I, you're right. Last longer. You're right. I, I think there's a solution here. And I know we've kind of focused on rail cars, but I would agree. I, I think there is a solution here. And maybe you, there has to be a problem for a solution. And maybe CN and CP are saying, whatever, it doesn't bother us. We know it's been happening forever. But I think then it encourages graffiti. And I think, 
you could have legitimate artists, and I like your idea, yeah, Robert. Probably. And you know what? You, and, could, you and, get and the you last call, else, Robert. Sorry. I, uh, you, you, you know could, who else could <laughs> jump on would be the paint companies. They the paint, sponsor them, too. Exactly. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> he, gets okay. a, he did manage to slip that in. We've got news coming up next. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.